From Tokyo, Japan, I'm Frank Ling, and you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and the way it affects our daily lives. Coming up on today's show, Mr. Jimmy Hama will join us to talk about digital money. So stay tuned for all of this here on the Grok Science Show. Welcome back to the program. Well, the world's currencies are today generally managed by centralized institutions like the national banks. Well, the advent of bitcoins threatens to change the system. Today, concerned governments, citizens, and corporations are debating what its effects will be for the future economy. Well, joining us today is Mr. Jimmy Hama from the Japan Digital Money Association, and he'll be telling us a little bit about what bitcoins are and where it's going. Mr. Hama, thanks so much for joining us here today. Uh, thank you very much for invite, inviting. Uh, my name is Jimmy Hama. I'm a president at Japan Digital Money Association. Um, Bitcoin has a five years history, and uh, it's becoming well-known every day, and it's a fast, truly digital money designed to be distributed over the internet. So what exactly does that mean, over the internet? Uh, how is this different from, say, transacting using a credit card or a wire transfer between banks? If I send money to Korea or China, um, commission is 10, 10 to 20%. And if I send money to my friend in Hong Kong, at least bank in Japan and the bank in Hong Kong is required to for me to send the money. But Bitcoin is P2P transaction. So my account um, to my friend's account in Hong Kong there's no intermediary at all. Structure is quite different. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, bitcoins are based on complex mathematics, and you know, could you tell us a little bit about this process and how uh, how are bitcoins recognized? There are very many nodes. I mean, Bitcoin D and Bitcoin QT, which is public ledger. That public ledger has um, every record of a Bitcoin transaction. Um, if I send my money to you, that transaction is fine if it's not double spend it or if it's uh, copied. So we should avoid copy and double spending to realize such P2P transaction, many nodes all over the world will confirm the transaction. Um, voluntarily, many participants are participating 
for for the transaction, um, which is called blockchain. Um, everybody knows it has a blockchain. And these public ledgers, how do they make sure that the bitcoins are not counterfeited or or copied? If I send one bitcoin from this place to your place, Bitcoin D starts calculating, and they will look for hash function. Hash is A hashing B, and uh, it's quite easy. Hash hash is if I do hash A for B, um, hash the result is unique. But reverse is quite difficult, and the Bitcoin um, will look for some some specific B from A. Um, like I said, once somebody calculated particular B from A, uh, A to B is quite easy, but uh, look for particular B from A is quite difficult. It needs computational power. So blockchain is doing such function. I, I mean, computer, computational power is, is looking for particular result B from A, and once such such B and A is defined, every other node will start to confirm the transaction. So that that's the way my my remittance from from myself to you will be confirmed by many nodes. So these public ledgers are nodes uh, similar to the ones in P2P sharing, and they transact or transfer that information as fast as it can. Right. That's the way, so like I said, I sent my Bitcoin to you and that transaction will be confirmed by one particular node. Once it's confirmed, um, every other other node starts confirmation. Then that transaction will be confirmed by, by every other node then that transaction will be the unique transaction. And it, it cannot be double spending. And these nodes, how, how many are there? And can anybody become a node? Um, very many. Everybody, anybody can download the basic blockchain. I mean, Bitcoin D and Bitcoin QT. Once you download the node, you will be one of these miners. So miner is participating in the activity because they might get the reward. Right now it's 25 Bitcoin per 10 minutes. So every 10 minutes, Bitcoin is issued and it's actually reward to miners. That's the incentive for miners to participate this confirmation things. There's an upper limit, which is 21 million Bitcoin. First four years, 50 BTC per 10 minutes. And the next four years, it's going to be 25 BTC per 10 minutes. And next four years, 12.5 BTC per 10 minutes. So every four years, Issuing Bitcoin will be half. Then we can easily calculate the total 
total amount, total volume Bitcoin is very easy to be calculated. The upper limit is 21 million. And now almost 13 million is already issued, but the other half is still in the process. So who regulates Bitcoins and how fast they're created? Uh, you know, what happens if uh, there's a disruption? If miner is, has Bitcoin D, that Bitcoin D has such mechanism, um, 25 BTC per 10 minutes now, it's uh, inside, the, that's a protocol and it's implemented over the Bitcoin D. So Bitcoin Foundation or uh, Gavin Andreessen is maintain, maintaining the P2P code, I mean Bitcoin D. So if Bitcoin D is intentionally attacked or intentionally manipulated, uh, Bitcoin security might be attacked and uh, 21 million might be um, changed. But it's open source and as long as the open source is properly maintained and upper limit of 21 million will be fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be maintained like, like the protocol. So according to various sources, uh, Bitcoin was created by a guy named Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, it seems it's not clear who or what group of people uh, Satoshi Nakamoto represents. A few months ago, there was a story uh, from Newsweek uh, alleging that they had found uh, the person, a Japanese-American, by the name of Satoshi D. Nakamoto, who lives in Southern California. Uh, he has denied all these uh, allegations, and uh, it seems the mystery is still on. Uh, can you tell us a little bit if you have any insights to who Mr. Nakamoto is? Do you remember Lehman Shock? 2008, um, that was disaster. Federal Reserve and the ECB and the Bank of Japan and the um, Bank of China issued a lot of paper money after Lehman Shock because Lehman Shock was a big, very big Im impact. And uh, somehow Satoshi Nakamoto published a paper about Bitcoin. Many person guess Bitcoin was invented as an alternative to the current um, monetary system. If Federal Reserve and ECB and the Bank of Japan and the Bank of China are not reliable, um, whole monetary system is, uh, will, will face problem. And the Bitcoin is, right now, US dollar, euro, Japanese and, and uh, Chinese money uh, uh, have been printed a lot for five years, but Bitcoin is has upper limit, which is 21 million Bitcoin. So it can be alternative to the current current system. And uh, Satoshi Nakamoto has a an anonymity. And um, Satoshi Nakamoto is a mysterious person or a group. He is not um, identified at all. And uh, re recently, I mean, uh, last February. Satoshi Nakamoto was found in, Satoshi Dorian Nakamoto was found in Los Angeles by Newsweek, but he turned out to be different person. Oh, okay. So Newsweek made a mistake. Right. The report was mistake. I mean, 
Satoshi Dorian Nakamoto is not Satoshi Nakamoto who published the paper. So after the paper, um, Satoshi Nakamoto um, built the uh, software. Uh, I mean, the, the paper is protocol. Paper is only concept and protocol. But Satoshi Nakamoto uh, made a basic code, which is based on the protocol and the paper. And uh, that, that was Bitcoin D, uh, the basic, basic soft software. And he maintained, I hear that originally it has many bugs, so he um, tested the, the source code um, again every day with some group, and he tested the source code for one, week, one year, and he gradually making the uh, community bigger uh, with new participants. And blockchain is becoming bigger, big, bigger and bigger uh, um, with more participants from all over the world. But it was relatively minor um, year 2009-2010. But 2011, it's becoming more popular because they sold um, Bitcoin to buy Pizza. I guess it was 2011. Um, so yeah, 2013, there was a two bubble, um, Cape loss crisis, Cypress crisis, and the Chinese boom, boom from China. So yeah, 2013 was quite busy year, a fast time popular for Bitcoin. But 2011 and 2012 are still relatively experimental stage. I'm just curious here, uh, are, are there any vulnerabilities with Bitcoins? Uh, is it possible that, say, a node uh, would get hacked and and become isolated or lead to a breakdown in the system? So actually, that is discussed uh, a lot. Maybe there is serious bug inside everybody not notice yet, but it has history for five years and it's already a very big network all over the world. And uh, that, that was a topic on Wiki of Bitcoin. And uh, as far as I know, somebody talked about it and somebody answered. My, my friend at Keio University, uh, his name is Saito-sensei, was talking about um, there's a bag, serious bug for such P2P nodes. He was saying that small node can intentionally attack um, the network to, to make folk. Currently, there's a unique blockchain, only one blockchain. But my friend is saying, was saying that it's possible to to make two blockchain. If there's a two blockchain, that's a big problem because transaction is not secured. Um, but but it, it has been on discussion for, for some years. And uh, as far as I know, there's still only unique blockchain in the world. Uh, you mentioned that Bitcoins have uh, many advantages over credit cards. Uh, for example, 
uh, lower transaction fees. Uh, what other uh, advantages or benefits can we get? Credit card is invented much before internet. So credit card is not good way to use over the internet. Actually, when we Amazon was the first one to use credit card over the internet, but before Amazon, everybody was had a serious concern about using credit card over the internet. Uh, even today, PayPal, Amazon, Apple are dominating uh, almost monopoly to use credit card information. Credit card over the internet is possible now because of PKI and other security infrastructure, but it's not effective at all. If I send money to you by PayPal, at least PayPal and the Master or Visa is required for me to send any money to you. There's a many intermediaries, but with Bitcoin, like I said before, it's P2P. And if I send any money to you, there's no intermediary. There's only P2P transactions. So cost-wise, it's much more effective. Okay, and then you mentioned uh, in the 2013, there was a lot of uh, interesting activity with Bitcoin, uh, one particular case, the uh, the Silk Road market that the uh, FBI was involved in. Can, can you tell us a little bit about what happened there? Yes, Silk Road was selling very bad things uh, like uh, illegal drug and uh, illegal things like request to kill somebody. Oh, that's pretty serious. So it's illegal and uh, somehow they hide their IP address. Silk Road is selling illegal stuff. So that's why they accept Bitcoin because Bitcoin is an easier, very easy to send and receive money. So that's why Silk Road was uh, using Bitcoin and FBI somehow stole the money. <laughs> I mean, FBI attacked Silk Road. FBI somehow shut down Silk Road, and Silk Road had significant amount of Bitcoin, and that Bitcoin went to FBI. And FBI recently sold the BTC to very famous venture capital in San Francisco. So FBI, some million, 200 to 300 million US dollar after selling the Bitcoin, uh, which is gotten from Silk Road. Well, it's interesting that governments around the world are, are starting to pay attention to Bitcoins, and you mentioned about uh, FBI. Uh, what about the CIA or NSA? Are they involved? I'm not sure, um, but actually, I have talked a lot about about it. NSA. I'm wondering with my friends who is Satoshi Nakamoto, and uh, maybe Satoshi Nakamoto is inside NSA or very close to NSA. Otherwise, NSA will make a lot of effort to find out Satoshi Nakamoto. And Satoshi Nakamoto um, is, Nakamoto Satoshi sounds like NSA, right? I, I'm, I'm new to Bitcoin community. I, I became Bitcoiner last November. So early adapters 
like Lojava and Marc Apelas and uh, and uh, Eric Bowie and uh, Vitalik and that kind of person know about Bitcoin from 2011 or 2010 and they are saying that they do not know Satoshi Nakamoto. I'm not sure if they really not know. Uh, the closest closest person to Satoshi Nakamoto must be Gavin Andreessen because he started uh, maintenance of Bitcoin D and that job was transferred from Satoshi Nakamoto to Gavin Andreessen. Therefore, the person and the group who, who has been maintaining Bitcoin D is the most closest to Satoshi Nakamoto. And uh, they are saying that they do not nothing about Satoshi Nakamoto and Satoshi Nakamoto has been has been keeping his anonymity. Then I guess FBI, CIA, NSA are making their own effort to find out who is Satoshi Nakamoto. And uh, they it's their professional job to find out um, the inventor. So I guess that FBI, CIA, NSA has already... The fact that it's still existing and not been cancelled suggests that either NSA is behind it or it's at least sanctioning its existence, right? We can guess. Bitcoin is becoming effective and popular and known every day. If American government dislike Bitcoin, they should have killed Bitcoin one or two years ago. They did not kill Bitcoin. So to me, American government is actually approving Bitcoin now. Um, recently, New York, New York City or New York State issued Bitcoin license, which is almost anti-Bitcoin. It's very conservative and it's protecting Wall Street and the lawyers from Bitcoin because Bitcoin has a potential to replace um, law firms and uh, um, bank banks. But to me, it looks like American government is rather thorough Bitcoiners. And the uh, economist in Japan is saying that Bitcoin is basically disliked by many governments because fiat currency is monopoly by every government. And the Bitcoin is um, very small right now. Um, 9 billion or 8 billion is very small compared with whole financial system. But it's it, the advantage of Bitcoin is a very effective, very low-cost transaction function, and it has a potential to become 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times bigger. In that case, Bitcoin is becoming more com competing with current financial system, but America and Japan and Europe are capitalism country based on freedom based on liberty, that country is less damaged by China and Russia. And China and Russia, it's uh, not cap capitalism based on liberty and freedom. That such country is will be more damaged by Bitcoin. Also, uh, you mentioned that people are starting to buy pizza using Bitcoins. Uh, so it, are most of the transactions just related to everyday convenience like food or coffee or is Bitcoin used for something much bigger? The pizza, buying pizza 
was a fast transaction. But nowadays, Bitcoin is becoming more mainstream. Recently, somebody buy, bought property, I, I mean land, um, around Lake Tahoe or a resort area with very big amount. And somebody bought Ferrari or Lamborghini. And uh, Dell actually started to accept Bitcoin. Uh, if Dell, their computer. It's, and if you buy server or laptop or computer from Dell with Bitcoin, uh, you can get 10% discount. So it's a bit with Bitcoin, yeah, 2011, um, only Pizza was was bought, but nowadays there are many, very many things like hotel and uh, flight and uh, car property, and you can see um, you can you can buy gift coupon, and that gift coupon with a coup such coupon you can buy anything from Amazon, and uh, um, actually. User interface and user experience has been growing for five years. So you, you can buy many things from with Bitcoin decently. So it looks like Bitcoin is still just in its infancy. Uh, do you foresee uh, a bubble, perhaps, um, where there's a lot of hype in this market? I, I'm not sure, but Bitcoin itself is has a potential to make fortune because its uh, price will be probably higher. I'm not sure, but many Bitcoiners believe that um, the value of Bitcoin will be higher. And uh, there are very many business opportunities. Um, hardware wallet, exchange, and uh, ATM, and uh, if uh, merchant, like, like now, merchant is accepting cash and uh, Visa and Master, but mar merchants can simply add Bitcoin as a payment method. Uh, with, with MasterCard, Visa card, maybe there is chargeback. Uh, if somebody stole bit, um, credit card and use it, merchant is will pay the fee. So merchant has a risk to use to, to use, uh, so there, actually there's a more risk to use credit, to accept credit card payment than payment by Bitcoin. And, uh, and there's a company like Coinbase and BitPay, uh, which is a merchant will accept payment as a Bitcoin, but actually merchant will receive US dollar with less transaction fee and uh, fast, faster Coinbase and uh, BitPay is offering com very competitive environment, more competitive environment than credit card. That's why they started to accept Bitcoin. Actually, it's a zero percent fee. Um, credit card merchant will pay three to ten percent fee, but with Bitcoin, it was one percent before, but now it's zero percent. Okay, wow, that's that's uh, <laughs> certainly a difference. Very attractive environment. So it seems um, there's not a lot of technical barriers against the adoption of Bitcoins around the world. Uh, it seems a lot of the challenges could be regulatory or cultural. Um, how much do you think Bitcoins will really get uh, adopted? 
Bitcoin is fine for anybody if they have an internet and a smartphone or a laptop or a computer. So like internet itself, Bitcoin is quite for designed for everybody with very low cost. So let's think about African. For many Africans, they do not have a credit card. They do not have bank accounts. They can have Bitcoin address, Bitcoin account. Then suddenly they will be connected to every, everybody in the world. African can receive a donation from everybody. Very significant change from the current bank account and credit card. So Bitcoin is for everybody, like internet is for everybody. Eventually it's going to be mainstream. Cryptocurrency is very powerful disruptive technology because it's money for designed for internet. Even if there's a problems, many developers will solve such problems. It was like TCP/IP. TCP/IP is not the best protocol, but it's uh, good enough to exist until today. So Bitcoin might be such good enough protocol, but there's a possibility still uh, some some another cryptocurrency will replace the number one position. Great, great. So uh, I guess we're running a little bit out of time here. Are, are there any last words you'd like to add uh, about Bitcoins or yourself? Now I'm trying many efforts to develop Bitcoin business and the Bitcoin technology and I'm very passionate about uh, developing this technology and platform and service. Please read my homepage. You can Google Nihon Digital Money Kyokai. Then you will see blog and uh, video and audio. Okay, so that's the Japan Digital Money Association, right? Yes. Uh, Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us here today on the Grok Show. Thank you very much. And we were just talking to Jimmy Hama of the Japan Digital Money Association. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in again next week for more from the world of science, technology, and the way it affects our daily lives. In the meantime, you can check us on the web at www.groks.net, on Facebook and Twitter. You can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. Stay tuned here for more music.